Welcome back to the Single Mamas podcast hosted by Lois Bright. It's all about connecting, encouraging, and resourcing single moms across the country. Today, Lois and special guest Jenny Paleo conclude the series March Madness, The Battle of the Exes, with suggestions on healthy ways for single mamas to communicate with a difficult ex and how to honestly, yet kindly, discuss difficult issues your children may face on visitations and boundaries they can set up for themselves. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back, Single Mamas. We're here again with Jenny Paleo, continuing podcast on the battle of the exes and our clarity of mind and our boundaries and communication with our ex and communication with our kids. So welcome back, Jenny. We're here and we're going to continue this discussion. We have some more scripture verses. We have some more uh, great examples. And so let's just open up with you sharing what is on your heart right now. Okay. Well, we're diving back in. Um, I know in the last session we talked about, um, you know, just our communication with our ex kind of creating some of those boundaries, um, setting up what I call a good, a good fence around our yard, (laughs) um, which is, is something that we need to do, but we also need to teach our children to do it. So today we're going to kind of talk about boundaries for ourselves, um, how we communicate, but also merging that into how we communicate with our children about our ex and even encouraging our children to communicate with our ex in a certain way, you know, so that they're communicating with their, their father or their parent in, um, in a certain way and a healthy way. Um, so I'm just going to hit the personal boundaries as, as moms, what we should be kind of keeping our mind set on, uh, with those boundaries. And, and one is to stay very child focused when we're communicating with our ex, um, there, the relationship is really continuing because of children that you share. We're just trying to navigate this now, you know, as you're separating that relationship, whereas it was somebody that you shared a lot of emotion with, you shared, you know, the innermost parts of your world with. And so setting up healthy boundaries and creating that now is, is really, really important so that everybody can emotionally be very healthy and you don't get pulled into an emotional situation or back into that relationship in an emotional way. Um, when, when you don't mean to, or you don't intend to, sometimes we can get caught up in our emotions. So, so stay very child focused, keep the, any discussion about the kids, not don't just text to talk about the show that you just watched or, you know, the thing that you just saw on TV that you thought they might think is funny or, you know, try to keep it just very much just, this is what we're needing to discuss about the kids. This is what their needs are. This is when the visit's going to take place, you know, that sort of thing. Keep it very professional. Um, This is the time that I can be there. This is the location. This is the, you know, and if you need to obviously, there's going to be times where you have to bend on that a little bit, you know, communicate well, but, but also be able to say, no, I'm unable to do that. Like don't run yourself into the ground, um, bending over backwards because they're manipulating or gaslighting you. And if you missed that session, go back to the one that we just, (laughs) just did and listen to that first, because, um, you definitely need to identify some of those communication issues when you're communicating with your ex. If there's gaslighting or manipulation, you need to be aware of that um, and be able to identify that. So we talk about stay child focused, stay professional, limit your emotional sharing and how much emotion that you, you provide about a certain thing. 
And then one thing that I highly recommend, especially if you're dealing with a gaslighting situation or, or a manipulator, stick to texting or emails. Sometimes even emails are even better because you, you eliminate the reactionary text, um, you know, of a quick jab or a quick response, um, or even that expectation to respond right away. Um, sometimes in a text, people think, oh, I sent a text an hour ago. I should have gotten a response by now. Um, I want to, I also made sure I, I stick to texting predominantly, but, um, I didn't put that expectation on myself to respond right away. Sometimes, especially early on, because my emotions were so heightened and I didn't trust my emotions. I was learning to trust in the Lord and, and even to see things rightly. Um, I would give myself a 24 hour break in between a text that if it produced some sort of emotion or it required an answer or a, a real big decision, I would wait 24 hours. And that was just something that I put on myself. They never knew, oh, I'll get back. You know, I never said, I'll get back to you in 24 hours. I just delayed it um, and just waited and sometimes would seek the counsel of a friend, somebody that I could trust that would look at it objectively and be able to, I had a friend that actually, you know, is able to recognize that gaslighting and manipulation very, very well. And so I would send it to them and say, hey, can you help me? just decipher this or discern this. And am I, am I receiving this in the right way? Am I seeing this clearly? And that was huge. Uh, I deal with the, well, maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm perceiving this the wrong way. You know, all of these, you know, self-doubt things that are an issue. And so I need someone else to validate. Yes, this is not a healthy way of communicating. This would be a good response to this, to shut this down. And, and sometimes you need to invite a friend into the process that's good at doing that. That's also not going to be somebody that provokes emotion. Yes. If you have somebody that's like, oh gosh, I can't believe they're doing that again, you know, and they're just stirring up all of those feelings. They're not the person for this. You need somebody that's very objective, very, um, is just going to look at it from an outside perspective. It may be a counselor. Somebody that's not emotionally involved in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be, be the worst person sometimes because they're, <laughs> They're emotionally involved. <laughs> yes, yes. So sometimes your friend could be a little too too close for comfort. But um, if you're seeing a counselor, this is a great thing to bring before them in, in them helping you to learn healthy communication styles and develop healthy boundaries for yourself. I highly recommend counselors. Yes. They're great. Um, this is a perfect- well, I think it's really important too, because when you text and email, the good part is you're not getting that emotional involvement, but the other side is you're not getting the emotion. You could read it completely wrong. And so having somebody else, you might be like quickly judging this, like, oh, they're doing this. And maybe that's not at all their intention. So we can overreact sometimes when we don't have the verbal conversation. So if, if you're texting and emailing, you have to keep that in mind as well is to keep an open mind. Don't just quickly judge everything that comes through. Um, having that other person is, is a good idea because we can misread things. We've, we've done it and other people have done it. Yeah. And that comes from, you know, our perspective, our perception, are what we're filling our mind and heart with. Again, you know, I'm going to throw out Psalm 1914. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Um, just slipping that verse in there. You know, what we say comes out of what we meditate on. 
and what we are thinking. So if we're thinking negative things, you know, Philippians four, eight was one I mentioned, you know, early on in this series, um, about, you know, what, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are good report, you know, what we put our mind on is typically going to help us see things. If we're seeing things from a positive perspective, we're going to see things more in a positive light in most situations or be able to find the silver lining. If we're constantly focused on the negative or assuming the worst, we're always going to see the worst thing in it. And so again, that helps with keeping the conversation professional and child focused. If you're keeping it professional, it's very easy for you just to respond in a professional manner and not allow your emotion to get caught up in it. Even if they're trying to say, well, you didn't do this, that, and the other, you can just respond professionally. Well, this is what I'm able to do. This is when I can be there. And this is what needs to happen for this child for this to work out and, and keep it very basic. And I think the fewer words we use, the better. I think we can get too into explaining everything under the sun. And number one, they don't care. And number two, you're putting too much out there and just keep it short and to the point. And um, I know you've got some scriptures. I want to share a couple too, because I think they're really important. And, and I like Proverbs 10, 19, uh, when many, when there are many words, wrongdoing is unavoidable, but the one who strains his lips is wise. We can blurt out too many things and talk too much and explain too much. And just, it's just too much. And we can do it with our kids as well, not just our exes, but we can over explain things to our kids as well. And another scripture that you might want to mark down is Proverbs 15, one, where it says a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Our tone means a lot, not just our words, but our tone also means a lot. I know I tend to come across much more harsh than I intend. And so um, our words can be harsh, but our tone can be harsh. And how we communicate is really uh, something we have to learn all over again, because we just from kids, we just talk and we blurt and we don't think about how other people are hearing us and what they're hearing and and being with somebody who was harsh maybe um, some of you have been with really harsh spouses and you become harsh yourself and we want to have those soft responses so fewer words and watch your tone and have soft replies not that combative thing all the time. And um, like Jenny is saying, counseling is a huge help. It really makes a difference because we have to retrain ourselves. It's, it's a difficult process to just start doing things differently. We can determine just so much and be determined and the word helps us, but we have to really be retrained and a counselor can help us do that many times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to heal and process through some of the experiences we've had in the past, our past experiences often dictate how we respond to present circumstances. And especially if we've had a lot of difficult experiences with an individual, Mm -hmm. we might be responding out of that place, out of that wound, out of that hurt. And it has nothing to do with the visit that your child is supposed to go on on Thursday. You know, it's, we're just, you're, you're just sharing angrily because of something else. And you're not able to just talk about that one basic thing that's supposed to happen. You know, in your child, if you're doing that, what is your child seeing? And we don't want to put our kids in the middle of conflict that this is not their fault. Whatever fell apart in the marriage is not the child's fault. 
even if your child had issues that caused stress and maybe caused uh, separation in the marriage, that's not the child's fault. It's either the immaturity or the inability to handle life situations, and it's not the child's fault. But regardless, even in everyday life, kids already feel that it's their fault. And to put them in the middle of arguments and have them hear you saying harsh things about their dad, none of those things will benefit you. None of them will benefit the child. We wanna keep our kids happy and in a safe place and with a healthy relationship. You know, if you have an abusive spouse that they have to go and visit, that's a whole different situation. And you want to do everything you can to protect that child from those visitations and do whatever is in your power to make them uh, to make them supervised uh, situations. And when you can't, you just pray like crazy and give your child the advice that they need to put boundaries themselves. So Jenny, share a few boundaries that kids can have. Sure. Um, I think definitely, you know, if your child's old enough to be communicating with their parent, um, encouraging them to only share what they're comfortable with. Again, showing them, you know, that image of the lawn with the fence around it. You know, you allow certain people to come in and know certain things about your home, about your life, about how you do life. Those are certain people. Those are special people that are, are willing to, um, to take care of, to respect what you have inside that boundary place, inside that fence. And, and some people don't respect those emotions. Some people use them for their advantage. They use them to twist things. If that's occurring with your children and their parent, um, encouraging them to, to see how much they actually want to share or how they feel after they've shared certain things. Um, you know, sometimes it's the kid shares, well, I don't want to visit because of this, that, and the other, or when I visit, you're at work the whole time and I'm stuck with so-and-so, or when I visit, you know, I'm sleeping on the floor and I don't have a comfortable place to stay. And this is how it makes me feel. Encourage them to share those things that are bothering them, but sometimes it will be met with, I don't care. And that's really, really hard. And, and for a child to figure out and help them to figure out what to share and when, um, and, and how it could be just prepare them that it could be met with an acceptance or an understanding or a help in that situation. And there are other times where that is just going to be ignored or avoided or, um, almost putting down those emotions. Um, just like you could be gaslighted or manipulated in that situation. Sometimes your children are, and, and even for your kids, sometimes the texting is the better way to um, share more heightened emotional things that you could, the child could say, I feel this about, so I feel about because is like a really good phrase, even for yourself to learn. Um, But encouraging this child to say, I feel this and identify a feeling about whatever the circumstance is because da, 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 da. Um, and so they're stating their feelings very openly, honestly, and relating it to a certain thing. So it's clear. And then they'll be able to kind of see, okay, what is that individual's response? Are they acknowledging the feelings? Are they denying that they have them? Are they telling them they feel that way and it's wrong? Um, and, you know, and I've had to teach children how to identify gaslighting, you know, and be able to look at a text thread and go, 
oh, but here they're blaming you. Nope, here they're blaming someone else. Here this is, and you identified when you do this, it makes me feel a certain way. You know, I feel this about this, you know, and, and it's coming, coming back now as it being everybody else's fault and, and them not owning it themselves and being able to um, be able to see that so that they don't take that blame on themselves. And that helps them learn. It puts that guard in their heart that they know what they can share and what they can't, because if they're ignored or told it doesn't matter enough times, I mean, that hurts them, but yeah, to help them understand that this is this person's personality and these are some of the things that work and you know enjoy the times that are the good times and the times that aren't you just need to learn that this is who this person is and I think you need to always encourage them that that parent loves them mm-hmm. um, they just don't know how to love them in a healthy way and right. you want to teach them what a healthy love is you know and just say you know I want you to know what healthy love looks like and that isn't really putting the other person down, but it's saying, you know, you don't make somebody feel guilty. You don't, mm-hmm. you know, ignore their feelings and make them feel like they're invalid. But, you know, this is still your parent and they do love you to the best of their ability, but they're missing something that they didn't learn. And we can do it in a way that's not harsh and critical and harmful because the, our kids want to be loved by both parents. And mm-hmm. it's not our job to divide them and make them choose or make them love one parent more than another and all of that because that's just manipulation as well right and you know so we can we can teach our kids boundaries without having to make their parent look like they're a bad person and they will recognize for themselves they will mature and they will see for themselves and they they will understand better as they get older so we just need to be wise with some of the words that we use but again to teach them and teach them the boundaries and know what works and what they can do and and things that just they aren't going to listen to and that's just the way it is and they need to learn that i want to share a couple of websites that um talk about communication. And again, I don't endorse any of these. Um, I know some of them are really good, but um, they have some real good articles for us. And that's what we look for is resources that will help you. And one of them is singleandparenting.org. And they have, if you search conflict resolution, they have some really good articles on conflict resolution that might help you. And familylife.com, they have a lot of articles on blended families, but a lot of our situations, even if it isn't a blended family that your kids are going into, but they might be going into a blended family situation. And so it's got some really great topics for that, but it helps you as a parent. It has really great um, uh, articles on there. There's one that's, if you look up um, parenting advice articles, when you do your search, it has some real good articles that might help you with some of these discussions with your kids. And then there's another one, again, that's a coach. And I think she might be in England and I don't know anything about her, so I'm not (laughs) endorsing her coaching. But um, the name is ClaireBlackCoaching.com. And she has a blog on top tips for handling a challenging ex, taking back your power. And it's a great article because we really lose our power when we come under the domination of somebody else. And it's not like I want to be powerful and dominate. It's just taking back your power as a mom and a woman 
and I don't have to be controlled by somebody else's behavior. And it's a good article. And I'll put these on our website so that you can see them if you go to singlemamas.org and go down to the bottom. Um, when we do our blogs, I put the uh, references that we have on there. So you can look it up if you didn't catch the name of them all. But there are a number of things that we can do to have our kids have safe boundaries when they have visitations that are difficult. Hopefully everybody doesn't have that. Hopefully we can have responsible parents that just care about the kids. But I know many, many, many single moms, the kids are going into difficult visitation circumstances and we wanna protect our kids to the best of our ability. Teach them healthy boundaries, teach them about healthy love, teach them the scriptures on how to handle things and who they are in God's eyes and keep your kids out of the middle of your arguments with your ex. You know, the battle of the exes shouldn't be the battle of the kids. And they can get caught up in it if we aren't careful. And do your part. You can't control somebody else, but we can only control what we do and how we act and how we react. And I really hope some of these ideas will help you in your communication. Jenny, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we close? Yeah, just a few things is, um, you know, when communicating about your ex, you can still encourage your children to be honoring. Yes. Even when they're speaking truth. Yeah. And, and you can do the same thing. You can highlight something that is really wrong um, and still do it in an honorable way or, you know, and, and you can speak the truth. The truth is not always pretty, (laughs) but it's the truth. And so, you know, even encouraging your child to be able to to see those things and to, you know, to recognize those things or to be able to say, I feel this about this. And this is true. This is a hard thing. This is the person might not be doing the right thing, but you can still be honoring in it and, um, and just encouraging them in that way, highlighting about that other person, um, what is good. Um, the other thing that I think as moms, we have to be careful about with communication is we don't have to communicate all of our emotions and feelings with our kids. Um, sometimes we make them our emotional partner and think that they need to know everything that is going on inside of us. And especially if we get frustrated with uh, their dad and our ex with situations, we don't need to share those with our kids. We don't need to put our burdens on them. Uh, that goes for a lot of things, your financial worries, your you have to move worries, all of those things don't need to be shared with your kids. They're kids. They should be able to be kids. They shouldn't have to stress over those things. But when you're getting frustrated with your ex, really try to guard your mouth that you're not sharing those frustrations with your kids. Let them love their dad. Let them see his good side. Uh, they'll, they'll pick up on the other side soon enough. And uh, uh, when you've got a difficult ex and just Think about what you're saying. Think about the words that you're speaking. Are they bringing life to your child or are they bringing stress and worry and anxiety or division? Um, Speak words of life to your kids. Don't share those emotions that you're feeling. Well, we could go on forever. There's so many things that we and our kids face in these situations when you're dealing with a difficult ex. And again, we know all exes aren't difficult. There are those that are great, they're very cooperative, they're good with the kids, but there are an awful lot that are very difficult. So we hope that these podcasts have helped you. Uh, Be sure to go to our Facebook page, Single Mamas Ministry Facebook page, Uh, join the group, you can have discussions there, ask questions, we'd love to answer your questions that you might have. 
And we just are so thankful that you are with us. We pray that the Lord blesses you in your relationships with your kids and that he brings peace to the relationship with that difficult ex. Thank you for being with us again today. You've been listening to the Single Mamas podcast with Lois Bright. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate the podcast or leave a review. Don't forget to take a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories or Facebook page and share it with a friend. We can't wait to hear from you at singlemamas.org. We'll see you next time.